Hello and welcome to the Core Perform Corner, where registered dietitians and personal trainers teach you how to optimize your gut health, hormones, and fitness. Our team has utilized the trademark and evidence-based Core Perform protocol to transform over 500 lives mentally and physically. Here at Core Perform, we have three core values that are family, communication, and care. So if you are ready, subscribe to join our family, communicate with us through our Facebook group to ask questions, and we'll take care of the rest. Please remember this episode should not be used as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. And now, let's get on to this week's question. Hey guys, today we have a super exciting podcast recording for you that is sponsored by BioCult. Um, we're going to be talking all about probiotics, prebiotics, symbiotics, how do you choose a probiotic, which strains are best, um, can you feel worse Uh, when do you take probiotics and so much more throughout this podcast so sit back and enjoy so to start i figure it's probably really important to understand what is a probiotic so probiotic is basically anything that will be any beneficial bacteria in the gut that will elicit some sort of um, health benefit Um, prebiotics on the other hand are types of fibers that these bacteria feed on Um, so they'll feed on them and they'll end the end result is that they'll create a um, postbiotic actually so um, they'll create something like short chain fatty acids or butyrate which is responsible for feeding and building the intestinal barrier function so people with quote-unquote leaky gut or basically intestinal permeability, butyrate and short chain fatty acids are super important to help with that mucosal immunity and intestinal barrier function. So those are postbiotics. Postbiotics are the end result of when probiotics, which is the probiot- which is the beneficial bacteria, feed on the prebiotic, which is the fibers that they feed on to then make that postbiotic. Now, there's also something called symbiotics, and symbiotics are specific strains and fibers that work together in combination to produce an effect. So it's a combination, basically. It's one probiotic and one prebiotic that works synergistically, and that together, combined, is called the symbiotic. So let's say, for example, yogurt is filled with probiotics and bananas or something like that is filled with the prebiotics. Now, if you have bananas and yogurt together, it's a symbiotic uh, formulation, right? And so when we put it into a pill form, um, a lot of products now are coming out with this symbiotics and what it basically means is that they've taken the probiotics and added in some prebiotics into that. Um, The International Scientific Association for Pre and Probiotics actually recently updated their concept of the symbiotics in general and so according to them symbiotics have two specific types. Some of them are complementary and others are synergistic. So the complementary symbiotics are the pairs of prebiotics and probiotics that don't exclusively need each other to benefit, to provide the benefit, but they likely do. The synergistic 
symbiotics are more like married pairs. They kind of have to have one another, one another in order to produce that specific health benefit. So complementary are more just like the general benefits and synergistic is more for basically research to be able to say this specifically combined with this will give this specific outcome versus just saying something a little bit more um, generic. So some examples of that would look like bifidobacterial longum and um, L. planetarium and fructooligosaccharides, which is the prebiotic. Um, many of you know it is a FODMAP. Um, these two combined, these the probiotic B. longum or L. planetarium combined with the fructooligosaccharides, which is FOS, that is a pre prebiotic. That together is a symbiotic. Um, L-ramnose and inulin are another symbiotic. Those ones are complementary. So you can see that there's like a lot of things here to grasp on, but the basics, again, I like to go back to that yogurt and banana example. The yogurt is your probiotic. The banana is your prebiotic. When you make a yogurt bowl with bananas and yogurt, you get the symbiotic. And that together can elicit beneficial effects because you're providing the probiotics a food source for them to feed on and colonize in your gut and grow. So this probably becomes really important because you're like, all right, well, how do I choose which probiotic and which prebiotic to start taking together? And to start with that, you really need to understand which probiotic you need more than the prebiotic um, because most probiotics will feed on a variety of different substrates. Sure, they have maybe some preferences, but ultimately they will feed on fibers. Um, so how do you choose a probiotic? The first thing that you need to do is you need to identify your main symptoms, and I want you to rank them and write them down from top to bottom. So um, maybe you have diarrhea, maybe you have really pain, a lot of pain, maybe you have constant bloat, um, maybe you have constipation. So depending on what you have and your symptoms, you want to rank them and prioritize what specific strain or what specific health outcome are you really looking for that strain to achieve. Um, then you want to be just more mindful and identify the parts of your diet that could be adding more GI distress. So are you eating a high fiber diet or that's maybe too much fiber for you right now? Maybe you're having too much sugar, a high sugar diet. Maybe you have a high FODMAP diet and that's causing some irritation and some dysbiosis just because you're overgrowing the good guys just as much as you're overgrowing the bad guys. Um, if you're reacting to a lot of these beneficial fibers, remember too, like inulin um, is found in chicory root, and these are found in things like onions and garlic. So if you find yourself um, reacting a lot to when you're eating these foods, that might be a signal for you to kind of back down on those foods for a little bit to allow for the other bacteria in your gut to have the opportunity to grow in more normal amounts. So in order to identify that within your diet, a really easy way to do so is by food journaling. So what you can do, and I have this available too um, for our clients in core form, 
And what we do at Corporform is we have you food journal if this is going to be an issue for you. And what you do there is you want to write down your breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. And every time that you experience a symptom, you want to line it up with whatever meal you are eating, the times. Um, but you also want to note like the sleep that you had the night before, the stress that you are undergoing. Were you on the run? Were you during at work, right? I've had clients who are like, Dasha, I keep reacting. I meal prepped the same exact food four different times. And whenever I eat it at work, I'll react really heavily. And when I eat the same exact meal that I meal prepped at home, because I work from home that day, I'm completely fine. And so really identifying like, okay, well, is it a food issue or is it an environmental issue where you're being placed in a very sympathetic state where you're kind of anxious and high stress and that's causing you to react to your foods, right? So this food journal will help you to allow, will allow you to understand, is it actually my gut or is it my mind or my environment or something else that's causing these issues, right? And that will aid you in choosing a probiotic because Maybe you don't need a probiotic. Maybe you need something else. Or maybe you need to change your diet in other ways that can help with the probiotic. And then the last thing that will be important when you are choosing a probiotic is making sure that you get a GI map or a stool test um, done to rule out any sort of infection. Because ultimately, we really need to get to your root cause. We just don't want to pop a pill and take a probiotic blindly because ultimately if there is something else going on in the system this isn't going to help we need to get to the root cause and make sure there's no candida SIBO parasites whatever it is in the gut that is causing your hormonal dysfunction your thyroid to downregulate, your fatigue your acne we want to make sure that everything is cleared out in the gut while we are supporting with a probiotic because if you don't kill the bad guys, they're going to still ultimately be there. Now, which strains specifically when you're choosing a probiotic? That's when I like to reference people or refer people to the usprobioticguide.com. And this is available for anyone. And what you do when you look on that website, it has all the clinical trials listed for all the different strains that have been proven effective. Um, what we need to understand here, though, is that every single strain of bacteria is uh, has a different effect. And I don't just mean Bifidobacteria longum versus um, L. planetarium like we were talking about earlier. What I mean is that even Bifidolongum has two different out health outcomes because Bifidobacteria Bacteria longum 35624 is proven for IBS, whereas Bifidobacterium longum RO175 has to be paired with Lactobacillus helicticus for RO052 to have a mood effect. So you see here how it's so important to go in and understand exactly what strain is doing what. Because I'm not going to tell you here to go, okay, take bacteria longum um, for a mood effect when in reality that's only been studied in a pair with lactobacillus with the specific RO175 strain, okay? So really important to do some background research 
or find a company that has done that for you in a mixture of probiotics that has some elicited effect. So that website, US Probiotic Guide, actually has diarrhea, constipation. You can even look at some that have um, for like urinary tract infections. Um, there is antibiotic associated diarrhea that you can take. And there's so many others that you can look for like H. pylori, inflammatory bowel diseases, um, and more. So the reason why I love this website is again because it has those clinical trials. So as I mentioned, the sponsor of this show is BioCult, which is a multi-strain probiotic. So one of the things that you can do when you do go to this website and you see what the trial was done is that you can look into how the study was done. So I wanted to bring up how BioCult did their study and what outcomes they had so that you can see exactly what it would mean for you when you did your own background research. So BioCult did a study for 16 weeks, which means that four months they had people taking this probiotic. It was 400 adults, which is important because if you look at some studies, they're looking at mice. And although there is upcoming research, especially the ones that's being done on um, artificial sweeteners and mice and how that relates to the human, um, it's still up in the air on how mice have, I mean, clearly they have a very different digestive system than we do, which means that we don't really know exactly if it does modulate the gut in some way in a mouse, we really don't know how that would affect a human just because our GI systems are so completely different. But now there is upcoming evidence to support that what we are seeing in mice does translate to humans, although I cannot validate that for everything. We are just seeing some up and coming evidence in that artificial sweetener realm that it does seem to be true in humans as well. So with that said, it is important to look at who the study was done on. If it was adults, mice, how long it was done. So this was a study for 16 weeks, which means that the outcome of the study was only taken after four months of chronic use in 400 adults with moderate to severe IBSD. So this means that this specific strain is helpful for people with diarrhea, um, moderate to severe IBSD. So if you're someone who suffers with this, then it seems like two capsules twice a day, which is a total of four pills a day for four months, providing 8 billion CFUs, improved their symptoms significantly. It was a statistically significant outcome. So what I'm trying to get to here <laughs> is that there's so much that goes into the research to validate these, to make sure that the strains and designs are going to be best for you. Um, when you're going through and identifying this, you really want to start from the scratch. How do I choose the probiotic? You want to identify your main symptoms. You want a food journal for a little bit. Maybe you get a GI map to get to your root cause. And then you want to look at, okay, which strains and designs are best for my specific outcome? What if your GI map said that you had C. diff and you actually need to be put on antibiotics, right? At that point, it wouldn't have made sense for you to take a probiotic for diarrhea, let's say, which is a very common symptom of C. diff, because you're not eliminating the C. diff. You're not getting rid of the root cause. So making sure that 
maybe you have to get put on antibiotics and you actually need a spore-based probiotic. So this is another common misconception where um, you should be taking probiotics with your antibiotic. Antibiotic, right? Let's think about the definition of antibiotic. It kills bacteria. So we're not going to be putting bacterial-based probiotics into your diet. It just does not make sense. It's going to be killing off everything via the medication that you're taking. However, what we could do is, and what I recommend to do, is take a spore-based probiotic. My favorite is Sac Boulardi. Um, Taking a spore-based probiotic while you're on antibiotics can actually prevent the risk of candida happening or, and protect your lining during that time. After which, you can really um, go into a higher-dose um, broad-spectrum probiotic, something like um, perhaps BioCult, which has a 14-strain blend, um, again, at that 2 billion CFU, so you might have to dose up just like their study did. Um, again, you really want to reach out to your dietitian or doctor to understand which probiotic choice is best for you. If you are unsure, please DM Corpform Coaching on Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us. We have links all in the show notes to help you guys with this. Um, and if you want to get started and just see how you benefit from a probiotic, um, we are actually choosing five winners of this podcast. All you have to do is leave a review and screenshot it to us at Corpiform Coaching, and we're going to announce five winners on our social in a month to win BioCult um, sent to them directly. So again, all you have to do is leave a review for us on iTunes, screenshot it to us, and send it to Corpiform Coaching, and you will be entered into the giveaway. If you are like, you know what, I need to start because I'm getting put on antibiotics right now, or it's been past that month and you're listening to this podcast now, you can always use Dasha20. They gave us a discount code um, to use and save on their website. So before I kind of start wrapping up, I do want to just touch on who might feel worse from probiotics because that has happened. Um, a lot of times companies put probiotics into like their protein powder and they put it into something else and and I've had clients react very poorly to that um, just because their gut is not in a in a good place to digest that specific probiotic and so um, some people will feel worse from probiotics they always say that typically those symptoms will subside after a few weeks but it is really difficult to get someone to adhere to some to taking something like that. And it might not be worth it. Because again, what if we're not actually addressing the root cause here? And what if there's something deeper in the gut that we need to be addressing? So a lot of times people with significant overgrowth will feel worse from probiotics. Um, you might get more gas, bloating, diarrhea with the use of these probiotics. Um, Again, making sure you don't have SIBO, Candida, H. pylori, any sort of bacterial infection. That's going to be key to make sure that you don't feel significantly worse from probiotics. It's also why I don't recommend just taking a generic probiotic. Because again, if you're going to be taking probiotics that are studied to enhance your mood, then why are we wasting our time with a mood-supporting probiotic when we're still dealing with our gas, bloating, and diarrhea, right? 
we really need to get specific. We need to understand um, what we're treating and treat it, treat the root cause effectively and efficiently so you're not wasting money and you're not wasting time. Um, the last thing I did want to touch upon is when to take probiotics. So this hasn't been really studied or understood too well. In, in my opinion, in my head, the way that I think that this works best, and I'll give you both both uh, recommendations here. People will say to take probiotics away from your meals. They say your stomach acid will digest it better and or open up the pills better and um, it'll coat the lining better and the bacteria can inoculate um, the gut. Now in my head, I feel as though, again, there's very little evidence to support either one that it makes sense to take it with a meal or 30 minutes prior to meal. Um, the reason being is we just think about how we just were describing in the very beginning of the podcast what a prebiotic was, what a probiotic was, right? We talked about how the probiotic needs a prebiotic source in order to grow. So that means that there needs to be some prebiotic, prebiotic source in your gut when you take this for it to grow better right so in my head I say take a probiotic with your food Um, not only I believe and there is evidence for this that probiotic rich meals will help you to absorb nutrients and break down the food that you're eating um, to absorb those nutrients Um, but it might actually help also in growing the amount of the probiotic and so again allowing it to actually um sit in your gut and grow in your gut so there are um, a lot of foods that are rich in probiotics that are like yogurts fermented foods kombuchas all of these are really beneficial not for actually again changing the microbiome and really inoculating the gut because there's just not enough of them to have that effect in 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 these in these foods that are they naturally found in but on a daily basis if we are consuming yogurt for example and that is helping us to digest the food that we're eating and that's allowing us to have more nutrients pulled such as vitamins and minerals into our bodies to then allow our organs and our metabolism and everything to work better it may have more effect down the road, right? And we see this in all these. That's why they're so good for us. However, to say that the yogurt um, is actually because of the probiotics, the probiotics specifically are having that outcome because of the butyrates that they're producing, etc., etc. That's what we're having a harder time right now um, proving in those amounts. Because again, probiotics, you got to have... Uh, that strain and it needs to be that strain in in an efficacious dose so when you do eat your yogurts again try and pair them with a prebiotic bananas are a great example of a food rich in probiotic or prebiotics sorry um plantains are another one i love doing cooked and cooled sweet potatoes the white japanese ones are my favorite i cannot find them anywhere but they're my favorite when i do Trader Joe's has them all year round, I believe. 
Um, and those are some prebiotic rich foods. So prebiotic rich foods are the ones that have more fibers in them. Um, cooked and cooled starches are higher in resistant starches slightly. So that's a little hack that you can do. So cooked and cooled, one of my favorite things to do too, is not only the potatoes with yogurt and um, sunflower butter, but I also love to do um, cooked and cooled rice pudding. So I'll make like a rice pudding the night before, raisins, walnuts, all soaked in there, and that way it soaks overnight. And the next morning you can add your yogurt to it. Then you have your soaked nuts, you have your soaked um, and cooled resistant starches, and you have your probiotic source. So those are just two examples of some of the symbiotics that I love to include into my diet. Um, but hopefully this was all really helpful. Hopefully you guys all have more knowledge of how do you choose a probiotic. And don't forget that if you are ever unsure, we are here for you, Core Perform Coaching on IG. Feel free to reach out. I have so many resources for you guys for free for bloating and constipation and gas and whatever you're dealing with. We have so many free resources for you guys. So be sure to reach out. Just let us know what you're struggling with and we'll try and point you in the right direction. Thank you guys for all joining. And if you guys like the show, please be sure to let us know so we can continue talking about in topics that you are interested in. Um, but other than that, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.